today. Uh, so I want to speak on the power of God. Uh, we need to know that there is power in our Lord and Savior. Uh, so I want to speak on the power of God. You know, the weather outside doesn't really bother me. Uh, what would bother me is the weather on the inside. Uh, I remember and I recall in the book of Luke chapter number three where John the Baptist is letting his hearers know that he indeed baptized with water. But there is one coming whose shoes he's not even worthy uh, to unloose. He said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Uh, and so that is the temperature that we need in the house of the Lord. We need the Holy Ghost and we need fire. Uh, see, oftentimes we get excited and we leap and dance because of the Holy Ghost and we should but the fire is what we need as well because fire purges you fire gets you to change fire burns off the things that we need to get rid of in our life so we need the Holy Ghost and I don't need to go back to the things that I'm trying to come out of I wish I had a witness here in the house because when I'm trying to make an effort to draw closer to Jesus I'm sorry but some of my friends I may have to step away from there's some things I just may have to walk away from and that fire that's on in the on the inside of you will let you to know that you got to turn away from those things and draw closer to Jesus Christ so that's the temperature that we need in the house of the Lord it can be 30 below no let's just go with two below okay uh, I got a little too excited right there it don't need to be that cold now uh, but it can be as cold as it needs to be out there as long as we have the fire of the Holy Ghost here in this church the Bible says in the book of first Corinthians chapter number two this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church starting at verse number one it says and I brethren when I came to you came not with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling but then he goes on to say in verse number four and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God there are many speakers there are many preachers who try to use such intellect and impressive words to entice people uh, there are many preachers and teachers out there that try to use force and intimidation to entice people but Paul says I don't want you to fall in love with my enticing words of man's wisdom uh, but I want you to fall in love with the demonstration of the spirit and of the power that's why verse number five says that your faith won't stand in that because those words of intellect can run out uh, the intimidation can run low and you don't need to stand in that too many people fall in love with speakers because they can speak such wisdom and they sound so good and they're drawn to that but they're not drawn to the one who gives us all the ability 
It is important here that Paul makes this statement here because if anybody could have done it, Paul could have done it. But he says in verse number five, if we was to go back there, it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That what that is what it must stand in. So Paul's personal encounter with Jesus changed his life. When Paul met Jesus, he found the one with the reason for living and dying, and he became totally sold out for Jesus Christ. God did not waste any part of Paul, his background, his training, his citizenship, his mind or even his weaknesses. Paul was a brilliant man, even known as a brilliant scholar. Paul could have overwhelmed his listeners with intellect. Instead, he shared the simple and powerful message of Jesus Christ by allowing the Holy Spirit to guide his words. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, starting at verse number 21. The scripture says, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, this doesn't make any sense. It's a stumbling block. Unto the Greeks, Greeks this is foolishness. But unto them which are called both both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is important here because many people stumble over Christ being crucified. People, some people seek after a sign as we've seen, as we read here, the Jews and the Greeks. But to us, you and I, we believe in Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So that's why I have come today on an assignment. I have come today to war against the spirit that is trying to pull you and I away from what God has called you and I to do and that spirit that is trying to pull us away from what God has called us to be for the Bible says in Romans chapter 7 verse number 18 it says for I know that in me that is my flesh dwelleth no good thing I know there are many here today that feel like you are in a battle in many areas of your life and that you think you cannot win you feel as if you are in the 12th round of a boxing match and you are getting ready to go down well I want you to tell someone next to you just hold on uh, don't go down just yet there is something you need to be reminded of I know that the enemy has power but his power is only through permission but God has given you and I somebody say authority Oh, say the word with authority now. Say authority. For the Bible says, and I can prove it in Luke chapter number 10, verse number 19. It says, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over somebody say all and over all the power of the enemy. And somebody say nothing and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So I've came to proclaim with a loud voice 
so my authority is greater than the devil's permission so stop giving the enemy authority that does not belong to him oh somebody ought to grab hold to that in the Holy Ghost some of us are giving the devil permission for far too long but God has come to tell somebody that you have authority well let me give you more Bible the scripture says greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world so why are you walking around with your head down acting like you are a wimp and nothing is in you I'm telling you you are stronger than what you appear you can be the shortest one in the building but the greatest I felt like I was going too fast so let me slow it down just a little the greatest thing that this earth and that this world can ever have dwells on the inside of you that is the power of the Holy Ghost and we have authority over the devil's permission so stop giving him permission to do things in your life because all you have to do is claim the name of Jesus Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Well, well, well. I feel a little better now. I feel a little better now. Uh huh. My body was hurting just a little bit ago, but I feel the Holy Ghost coming now. Oh, yes. I'm here to tell that devil, get out of my life. Get out of my home. Get out of my situation because I've been giving you permission for far too long. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. I'm here to tell you I've got greater living on the inside of me. And I've got authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Woo. Yes. The Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse number 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them see that is standing on the power of God see that's why I like Elisha because Elisha said to the false prophets at Mount Carmel we shall see whose God is God that God is going to answer by fire Elijah was simply saying you can debate me if you want to but there's no debating my testimony there's no debating when God answers by fire because when the fire falls you can't debate that that's why I tell people don't get in arguments about certain things in the Bible if people are frustrating you don't allow yourself to go down that road because one thing they cannot debate is your testimony when you was living one way and now God has changed your life when you was doing one thing and now God has changed your heart see you cannot debate your testimony 
You cannot debate when my baby carrying are fourth and last. Somebody say last. Oh yes, I speak that. My fourth and last baby. When my baby was born, Carrington, she had so many knots tied in her umbilical cord. When she came out the womb, the doctor said, I don't even know how she lived. Me and my wife just looked at each other and said, Jesus did it. That's how she lived. Jesus did it. See, there's some things the doctors cannot explain. I'm preaching about the power of God I'm telling you I don't care what the doctors have said in your life I'm telling you what Jesus is able to do in your life I don't care what you're dealing with today Jesus is able to bring you out Jesus is able to save your soul because you cannot deny my testimony oh yes oh I can give you a bunch of testimonies I'm telling you right now when a young girl came to the altar one Sunday I was preaching a revival service in Ohio on an Easter Sunday she came down she was only 12 years old we laid hands upon her she's been dealing with arthritis since birth and the doctor said that she would have to deal with it for the rest of her life there was nothing they can do all they could do is give her peels to try to subside the pain but one day a 12 year old girl had more faith than most of the people in the church she came down and said I believe that God is able to heal me we lay hands upon her in the name of Jesus Christ I'm here to stand before you right now she went back to that doctor and the arthritis is gone I'm telling you Jesus did it Jesus did it Jesus did it oh I wish I had a witness here in the house has God done anything for you when the doctor said it couldn't happen but Jesus did it I wish I had a witness here Jesus did it Jesus did it because they can't debate a testimony they can't debate your testimony they can try to debate oh you don't need the Holy Ghost you don't need to be baptized you can try to debate me all you want I know it's in the book but one thing you cannot debate I know what I used to do I know how I used to live I know how I used to talk I know what I used to drink I know what I used to smoke I'm talking about me right now I know what I used to do but now Jesus has changed me Jesus has got a hold of my heart I'm here to tell somebody about the power of God that's what I'm preaching about here right now the power of God there's nothing too hard that's why I'm just as excited outside the four walls I don't care where I'm at I'm excited to tell somebody about Jesus because there's power there's life changing power and not only can he change, has he changed me, but he has sustained me. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. I'm telling you what Jesus can do and what he will continue to do. I'm telling you, you are surrounded. Somebody needs to know this. You are surrounded by people because the Bible says such were some of you. You are surrounded by people 
that did not live a certain way but because of the grace and mercy of God oh yes 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 because of God's grace and because of his mercy this is where you are right now and I'm telling you I'm just as excited about where I am today but I'm excited about where God is taking me in the future because today is just not about right now but God is preparing something for you for tomorrow he's already got your next year planned out I'm telling you right now if you think that God is through with you you better think again you better realize and understand that God has not brought you this far just to leave you hanging God has not brought you this far to give up on you now God has not brought you this far just to forget about you oh no you better read Genesis chapter 8 verse number 1 the Bible says and God remembered Noah I'm here to tell somebody God remembers you and he knows exactly where you are he knows exactly what you're dealing with and he's here to take you to another level because that's the power of God Uh, but one thing that we must do even right now is to not lose our praise we ought to praise him now for what he's going to do I'm telling you if you need the Holy Ghost praise him Uh if you need to be delivered praise him Uh if you want to be set free in a certain area of your life praise him that sounds like craziness to the world doesn't it It, that doesn't make sense if I'm in need of something why am I praising it sounds like I should be crying I should be weeping I should be doing something else other than magnifying and giving praise for something I do not have see the world waits till they receive it then they praise but the Bible teaches us don't wait till you have it go ahead and praise him and you praising in advance uh-huh yeah that sounds like foolishness why would i praise him for something i don't have uh, because the scripture is trying to let us know that god wants you to give him glory in advance not to worry about if it's going to happen but when it's going to happen because if we think about the if that means we are doubting god oh uh-huh if you think about the if that means you're doubting god that's when you can lack faith do I need to slow down here that's when you can lack faith when you think about the if all the time you're wondering well I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not you begin to doubt and then other people begin to plant seeds of doubt into your life and therefore you just begin to become lower and lower in your faith but see if you would stop thinking about the if and start praising him for the when see now when other people try to tell you it's not going to happen you're already speaking faith I'm not thinking about you God's going to do it I'm not worried about your opinion God's going to do it so that's why a few of you right now or to jump to your feet and begin to give God praise for what you believe he's going to do I don't know what you need in your life but you ought to praise him in advance I don't know what you're seeking in your life but you ought to lift him up in advance oh I shouldn't have to pump and prime right now but somebody here in the Holy Ghost ought to clap your hands and magnify the Lord Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be be seated for a moment. 
Lord told Jehoshaphat, just be still. Just, 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 just watch what I can do. Jehoshaphat went to the Lord and said, Lord, we got an issue on our hands. We're surrounded by multiple enemies. It wasn't just one. It was multiple enemies that were surrounding Jehoshaphat, who was over Judah. Because, see, that's what the Lord wants. He attacks Judah. He wants your praise. He wants your praise. Because if, you can, if he can grab a hold of that, he's taking your prophetic word away from you. That's why there were so many attacks against Judah. And that's why many of us feel so many attacks because he wants your praise. Oh, he loves when you speak negativity. That's, that's his, that's, he loves that. <clears throat> that's his playground. He loves when you, when you speak, uh, I don't, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not, when you speak doubt. He, 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 he wants that. He loves that. But once you start praising him in the middle of a battle, see, that's when I, uh, I got to take that away. Because he wants your praise. Well, how do you give the devil praise? Speak negativity, speak doubt, speak uncertainty. Say it's not going to happen. Begin to complain. That's when we praise the devil. So I'm here to tell you, you are praising one way or another. But today, what day do you choose to praise? So that's why if we took time to read the story on Jehoshaphat that those enemies attacked Judah. We got to take down their praise. We got to take out Judah. The Lord told Judah, stand still. Hold on. This battle, it's not yours. I'm going to take care of this battle. Because I know the enemy's trying to take out your praise. But let me let the enemy know you don't mess with my people. Let me make this very plainly. Don't mess with my praisers. <clears throat> so if you want the Lord on your side, you better turn into a praiser real quick. <laughs> I sure wish I had the time to preach this like I want to preach it. But I'm trying to help somebody. If you turn into a praiser, you will have the Lord on your side quicker than what you ever imagined. Oh, yes. The Lord stepped in and said, don't, don't worry about this, praisers. I'm going to take care of this. And the Bible says that the Lord sent an ambushment. He caused so much confusion that the enemy start killing themselves. I don't know about you, but I like that. Because I got about 10 people that I'm thinking of right now. Y'all going to have to pray for me. That I'm just hoping they just will start just killing themselves. Not literally. But sometimes the Lord got to help me. Just move them away. Get them on out of here. Mm -mm, number 11 just came to my head. Y'all better help me. <clears throat> Don't worry. It's nobody in here. Some of y'all like. 
I seen pupils getting bigger. Some of y'all can think of a few people. Just wish an ambushment would come and take them out. That's what the Lord did. He sent the ambushment against the enemies, the enemy to where they attacked themselves. They killed themselves. And the scripture says, I didn't mean to get on this Jehoshaphat kick, but the scripture says, the story says that once they were all, they, they looked, realized they all dead. So then Jehoshaphat and his people went and the Bible says they took the spoils. In other words, all the things that they had. So they had the gold, the pearls, the money on them, the, just whatever they had. Equipment, whatever they wanted to take. They, they, they began to gather up all the spoils. Now, now, now listen to this now. There was so much spoil that it took them three days to gather it all up. I feel like preaching. You hear me? If you turn into a praiser, oh, am I talking to this church right now? If this church can just turn into a praising, if you individually can be a praiser, I'm not talking about your circumstance, praising. I'm not talking about what you're dealing with right now, praising. I'm not talking about the hurt, oppression, depression. Praise him. But pastor, praise him. If you turn into praise and begin to just speak out of your mouth what you believe the Lord to do and you just magnify him and praise him, the Lord not only will take care of the situation that you're going through, but you will come out with more than what you went in. And you'll have so much that it's going to take you multiple days to gather everything that belongs to you. I don't know about you, but I could take that. I don't mind the Lord blessing me, but if he wants to bless me with more, I'll take more. Boy, I wish I could talk to some real people in here. You wouldn't want more? I'll take some more. So much that they had to go home, drop it off and go right back out there and get more, go home, drop, and go back three times. It took them three days, not three trips. Three days. Oh, yes. All because they praised. They were praisers. And God protects appraiser he protects appraiser he protects appraiser so if you're wondering why is this happening to me check your praise report why are things going on in my life check your praise report look at your report card and see what grade you would give yourself on that praise line uh-huh because some of us may be at a c or a d uh, we need to bring that up to an a or a b oh come on now parents some of us need to check that praise report card and see where we are i wonder if right now we would turn this house into a praise house let's stand to our feet clap your hands let's magnify the lord in here and praise him